What is up, everyone? This is Devin coming back. Well, kind of back, kind of first one of the year. This could be motocross talk. Like we got outdoor motocross, pro motocross going on. Uh, hopefully, I'll have my dirt bike back together and can hit up Red Bud Fourth of July weekend and get to probably try to do some riding and watch pros. Maybe take some podcast equipment down there. See if I can get an interview with anyone. Uh, might try to get a press pass. We'll see. This is such a small thing. I'm just getting back to the moto stuff. Moto is probably my favorite passion. You know, if you follow our sports talk that we do with the regular stick and ball sports, you know, pros, stuff like that. At, all my cousins are big into, you know, that side. So, you know, we always had to talk. So we did that. I got one cousin that likes talking dirt bikes bikes and stuff, but it's hard to get them on regular. I actually have a couple cousins that like to do that, but just hard to get them to commit. So I'm going to start doing these, try to do them weekly. Yeah, I'll probably record them sometime in the week and then release them like Friday before because they'll kind of review last week and then go into the weekend. So oh, we'll see how that all ends up and see if it gets any better. There, See how long I can do these. See if I can get some sponsors to help out. Definitely if you want to hit me up to help out with either the sports talk or this one. If you want to see this a more of a regular, you know, a little bit of money will help, you know, make this a regular thing. So. We'll jump right into Hangtown kind of review. We'll start with the 250 class. So pulling up the results. So got some monitors here under the camera. So if you look, see me looking down, that's what I'm looking at is the results and stuff like that. So kind of coming in on the day, you know, we heard the news that Jet Lawrence was sick. You know, you can just see it in his face. He just kind of had that white, you know, ghost look. Like you can just tell he didn't feel very good. He qualified second on the day still. It was impressive to see Justin Cooper. He must be feeling a little bit better after his injury. He, you know, last or the week before, or he, he had a little bit of questions, you know, oh, he finished. Oh, I can't remember. I know it wasn't very good, but I think that injury, he'll get better throughout the, as the season goes on. And so it was good to see him already up there. It looks like he pulled the whole shot, and I think the whole shot actually is like the first lap. So he was the first one to cross on the finish line and both times. So oh, he pulled on the day he went 2-3. Hunter Lawrence was qualified third, third, and he was battling a little bit of sickness. By the sounds of it, he was kind of a little bit more over his sickness than what like Jet was. Sounds like Hunter may have been a little sick going into Paula last weekend. So um, kind of impressive to see what he's been able to do because he went 2-2 behind his brother at Paula or Fox Raceway, and then he goes was 4-2 this weekend. And then, like, Jet, like, we already had said that he qualified second. He's been sick. He still went 3-1. And and he won, you know, obviously both models last week at Fox Raceway. Way 1-1. This kid is just a beast, you know, for being 18 years old. What he's doing right now. Oh, and just when you watch him ride, it looks effortlessly to him. So it's impressive. I've been impressed with him. I think it's his championship to lose. You know, if I was putting my money down, it's I'm taking him. And he... Managed to get through it last year and get it. So I think he's getting, and then being sick this weekend, just showing his effort. Or, you know, he's probably was running about 80%. And these guys, to even keep up with his 80%, were crashing out. Like Joe Shimoda, who qualified seventh on the day, but went 5 4, or could have easily won that first moto until a crash happened. So uh, then you had Michael Moseman, and who won the first moto and then ended up crashing out in the second moto and got 39th. It, you know, didn't get any points. It, you know, drops him way back. Kind of looking. 
Max Bowen, he was fifth on the day. He qualified 15th, went 7-5. He's sitting, you know, eighth in the championship. It'd be a little bit of struggle. Max is a kid I see within another year or two to finally start breaking out of his shell. Oh, I felt KTM pushed him to go in way too early. You kind of hear that from people who know his inner circle, other podcasts and stuff you listen to. Who That's just the big thing is that, and you even look at him, he is not a very big kid. And, you know, look at him, he, he, he's can't, I would be scared to see him on a 450 because he's, he's going to have to let the bike do whatever it wants. Even on this 250, I don't think he's muscling it around much. So I think you'll see that, you know, if he can get a little bit more time, stay healthy, get a little bit stronger, I, I could see big things coming from Volan and down the road. Levi Kitchen got sixth on the day. I'm kind of, he's been probably my most disappointed. I was expecting a little bit more out of him. I was kind of expecting him to be up there with Justin Cooper or Shimoda, Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, you know, kind of battling with them guys. So I don't know what's going on there with that. Uh, so we'll see if it gets any better. And uh, Seth Haymaker got seventh. Styles Robinson ninth. Running out the top ten. Nicholas Ramono. Ramon, I think that's how you say his name. Rookie. He's been impressing me, honestly. I mean, to go from last year. I mean, I guess some people probably look at this as a diss on how like the amateur motocross scene works because he was last year's 250B champ, and he's going to this year, and he's top 10 in pro. So, I mean, I guess what does that say about our amateur circuit is that most people be like, oh, that means that it's, you know, a bunch of sandbaggers went down at Loretta's and stuff like that. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's that's the case or I don't know, I could go back and forth because – if he would have ran his ace class, he might have finished like top ten, top five, but then might not have been looked at as heavily. I mean, I know he kind of had the deal locked up, and you know he was supposed to be running a this year, and you know hopefully won the title, then going pro. But they kind of felt like his speed was there, here and stuff. So I don't know. Is it the transition that you know he made from training all year, or that's got him to the pro level already, or has it been because is he? Or was he already there, basically? So I would say it's probably been the training. They're like, hey, you're ahead of schedule. You know, you're looking faster than what we thought you were going to be. Do you want to try pro? And kind of was like, yeah. So I think that's where that comes from a little bit. It was a bummer to see Austin Forkner not raise. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that kind of didn't make it. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Jalik Swole, that was kind of good to see him back after his nasty crash. So I think I think we'll see more out of Jalik as he feels a little bit better unless he gets injured because that seems to be his forte. Uh, Nate Thrasher, I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. He always seems to have like those one crazy ride sometime through the season. So that's one thing I could see. Pierce Brown, RJ Hampshire, hopefully RJ's okay. I'm pretty sure he had a crash. And then, yeah. Trying to look through here. So, yeah, like I said, it's for 250s, we're already looking at Jet has a 
11-point lead over his brother. And then Joe Shimoda's back 23 points. And then Justin Cooper's already back 35 points. You know, that's one full moto already. So, I mean, as much as, like, motocross is such a hard, or you know, season overall, I mean, it's it's gets through quickly. I mean, we're four motos in, of and we have 20 more to go. So, the one thing is, is that, you know, in one weekend it can swing 50 points. So, all it would take is for Jet to have some misfortune and miss a moto or something like that. And then it would cause for a big flip. Personally, I say hey, if Jet doesn't get this championship, you know, something happens, Hunter's taking it. And if Hunter doesn't get it, then I'll take it to the Yamaha boy, Justin Cooper. Or Shimoda needs to show a little bit more. I like the way he's riding. I think he's strong. I think he's <laughs> Mitch's best rider right now on that pro circuit team. So oh, hopefully he can stay healthy. That team needs it. It would be good to see him continue to be in the top there fighting. So hopefully it stays that way for him and he can do something with it. Moving on to the 450 class. So 450 class, top qualifier of the day, Jason Anderson. Now, if you watch Paula or Fox Raceway, you would know that Jason looked fast all day, just did not have the start. So does not surprise me to see him. Another California track, you know, this is kind of where he normally rides most of the time, I would say, is in California. I know he just moved over there. I think he's been riding a lot over in New Mexico to help with a little bit of the altitude to try to prep him for this coming thing, uh, Thunder Valley weekend. And, you know, he's wanted to train at the altitude to help with this altitude sickness. So Jason went 1-3 on the day. Hey, the big guy I'm watching this season is Chase Sexton. Chase Sexton went second on the day. He qualified second. He went 2-2. Last weekend, he was the fastest qualifier. He went 1-1. He's leading the series right now. Oh, just ahead of his teammate. So, my biggest question on Sexton is, you know, can he stay up? He's one of those riders that, like, when I'm watching him, he looks great, looks flawless when he's right, like, his technique. But I just have that fear that he's going to go over the bars at any moment. He's good. He's going to have a wreck. And so that scares me every time I'm watching him. I like the kid. I've got to meet the kid when he was little. Oh, race at some Michigan tracks. So I I just hope, hope he can, you know, continue to do what he's doing. I hope we look back and go, oh, it makes perfect sense why he went 1-1 at the opening season and he just dominated, you know, pretty much the whole season, maybe with a couple little hiccups, but nothing major. So third on the day was Eli Tomac. He went 4-1. That second moto started looking a little bit more like old Tomac. I'm starting to like the way his knee looks. You know, it, it hasn't completely scared me away yet. I say get to like high point, get through there or red bud. If he's looking, you know, starting to dominate a little bit more and have some more moto wins, I could see him definitely he, taking over a possibility of this championship, depending on how Chase Sexton goes. Right now, well, after the first four motos, I wouldn't have said this to start the season by any means. I probably would have been putting, like, like Tomac, Roxon if he doesn't get sick. You know, it kind of would have been pending that. Uh, Anderson looks fast indoors. He looks good on that Cowie. So I could see him, you know, kind of before the season I could have seen it. I was probably more down to Eli or Anderson for the probably beginning. I mean, it's, it's kind of obviously you can say, oh, of course you're going to say that now. But that's kind of who I was trying going in. I just had questions with Tomac's knee. Hey, Chase, I just, my still concern is that he's going to have a big crash and he's going to have 0.1 moto and 
that can flip us over because Kenny, I mean, he got fourth on the day. Hey, he went three, four, or but uh, you know, can Kenny one make it through the whole season? And and you know, kind of that second moto. It sounds like if the wind's just not there, he's just not going to take it. You know, he's just going to kind of ride to what his capability is. He's going to push past it. Uh, you know, you would think being this far into the season or you know your career of motocross that that'd be kind of your theory anytime. You know, because it's better to be there for the long haul versus you know crashing out. And then you know if you just don't get the championship at the end of the year, it's kind of on you or on you know just misfortune of whatever happened to the season. Because as long as you're, I think you're top five, you're looking good. So. Oh, uh, talking top top five, Christian Craig, like after his podium last weekend and first podium overall, was happy to see that. Definitely knowing that he's making the transition to 450 full time next year. Or I wish he was staying on Yamaha just because I'm a Yamaha fan. And but you know he, he should hopefully make that Husky look good. I'll be interested to see what happens with him on that steel frame going through the whoops. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But qualified fourth on the day. Hey. Fifth overall, went 5-5. Five, five. It's kind of interesting watching him battle D- Ryan Dungey. I mean, and that's that's probably the next two guys here. Antonio Caroli got sixth, Ryan Dungey seventh, and and then bringing it up for the last of the KTM riders, eighth was Aaron Plessinger. As KTM, how would, I mean, I don't know for KTM aspect or Aaron's aspect. I mean, I know Aaron's coming off injury, and they probably were like, hey, we need you to ride because... As you know, Coop's not, and um, Marv's only had the Supercross only. But uh, to be getting beat by Ryan Dungey, who has retired five years, and Tony Curley, who retired and only had a partial training capabilities, you know, to be getting beat by them isn't a good look for you. Now, I know Aaron's more of a East Coast track guy versus the West Coast, so hopefully. But the problem is, is that's where I see Tony Curley and Ryan Dungey being better as well. So, It'll be interesting, and I don't consider Thunder Valley like an East. You know, I still consider that more, a little bit more hard-packed, a little bit more or kind of California style versus like the ruts, the trucks, track slot, you know, car-style ruts that run basically a whole, you know, through three corners and four straightaways as you're stuck in the same rut. So be interesting to see how, you know, Antonio Curley does that here. And But I see, you know, those three guys I think will be stronger when we get there. So be interesting to see what happens to that. Uh, Joey Savacci was ninth, and it's good to see him back with Cowie. You know, I felt like he should have, you know, they should have done a three-man team him after that one year they had with them. So, oh, I don't think they expect, you know, him to be winning by any means. You know, I see that he's a top 10 to top 5, kind of be the second bike on the track. Heck, so I think he's right where he needs to be, and hopefully he can just build and get stronger. Justin Barsha bringing out the top 10 and he's probably my biggest surprise of where he's finishing. Like I felt like Supercross, he was, you know, up there, you know, he was battling for podiums, top five, stuff like that. That's kind of where I seen him. I guess maybe it's just because this field's so stacked that it's causing for him to be back. Then Garrett Marchbanks, he's been impressive to me. He's been, he's 11th this weekend. That's where he finished. So, Alex Martin had 13th. Let's see if it's from a few other guys. That's kind of the main guys that I look at and kind of really focus on, I guess, in this 450 class. I mean, the top 10 in points, Chase Sexton is first. Ken Roxon is 12 points behind in second. 
Jason Anderson is 28 points. Eli Tomac is 29 points. Or no. Yeah. Right. Five. Eight. Yeah, 29. I, apparently, I can't do math. Uh, Christian Craig, fifth at 72. Ryan Dungey is six at 61. And Tony Caroli's seventh at 55. Aaron Plessinger's eight at 51. Justin Barsha's nine at 46. Garrett Marchbanks, uh, 10th at 42. Uh, Alex Martin, 13th, 31. Shane McLarath is 40th or 11th at 40 points. So, again, I didn't really talk much of Shane. He finished 14th just behind Alex. Uh, Gilbert had a big get off. I was kind of excited to see what he could do after what he did. Um, I know he's not going to be here the whole season, so, but I was excited to see what he could do for a second race since he did pretty good. The first, you know, was up inside the top 10 for a while and then, and fell back a little bit towards the end. Looking at some of these guys as his hands and stuff like that, like I think it was Garrett Marchbanks and his vlog, you know, his hands apparently hasn't been riding much because his hands just blisters were bursted and he was saying how it just, you know, felt like knives stabbing into his hands, so. You know, Ryan Dungey has said now that he's, you know, doing the whole season. At least that's his plan. And Tony Caroli, I hope to see do the whole season. And it sounds like, you know, as long as he's having fun, he's going to continue to do it. Right now he signed up for just the next two, Thunder Valley and High Point. At that point, I, I think he would do Red Bud, Southwick. You might as well. At least, you know, I think he'll do well on those tracks. You're still on the East Coast, so Spring Creek, Washington. I don't know, just the whole series. I mean, I could see him all the way through Iron Man, and then if you just didn't want to do the Fox Raceway, Paula again. But at that point, you might as well, you know, if you've done all of them. Um, and then I know he wants to ride the, with the number one plate for Italy for donations at Red Bud, so it's like, why would you not want to race Red Bud? But, and so, my mind, I think he ends up doing them all, or 90% of them, if he doesn't quite do them all, as long as he stays healthy and is having fun. I don't see, you know, like anyone stopping him really, like saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're not getting the results we want. I mean, I think they want top, you know, fives is kind of what they're really hoping on their guys. But when Ryan Dungey and Antonio Crowley is beating your main rider, Aaron Plessinger, it's kind of like, okay, why not keep them on there? So, well, we'll be watching this weekend and see how, I guess it's supposed to be really hot there at Thunder Valley. And, See what the um, he, or elevation does for a lot of the riders with that hot elevation. You know, the bikes feel slower, they always say. And I just think think it'll make, it's going to mix it up a little bit. So see if Chase Exton can stay strong. Hopefully he can keep it on two wheels. Ken Roxon, hopefully this doesn't affect him too much. I could see him falling off a little bit. Jason Anderson, and with his um, altitude sickness that he gets, could see potentially for Eli to get a win this weekend. I could see Christian Craig back on the podium. Um, and so that's kind of what I could see. I could see, and I mean, Ken Rockton, Anderson pulling up fourth, five, you know, flip-flopped them either way. 
Dungey right around that sixth spot. And Tony Curley, I can see around the seventh. Yeah, I just don't know about Barsha, like kind of what he'll do. So that's kind of how I my thoughts are this weekend coming up. Uh, I'll have to look at my Pulpamex Fantasy and start kind of getting that together. Oh, I say if I get some people that start listening and follow along, we can always start up our own Pulp League. Thing maybe try to get if I get some sponsors and stuff, you know, maybe try to get some prizes for it. That'd be a fun time, good time to talk shit and stuff like that. So, well, so if you enjoy stuff like this, let me know. I mean, if you want to hear more, you know, try to comment or like or hit me up. If you want to come on, hit me up. Up again, just simply go to our Facebook, you know, the Amateur Life Facebook, and shoot us a message or or comment on our YouTube. I'll try to reach out to you. Um, so, yeah, definitely would be more than happy to get more people on here. All right, well, peace out till next time.